0: That's right, kids. It's the Stack Pack. We're in season four of the original Robert Stack hosted series. I'm David Howell, joined as always by the lovely uh, Big Bad Vinyl Dad across from us via Laptop 600 some miles away. What up? What up? up? And of course, um, the uh, Batman to my Robin, uh, Dan... (laughs) <laughs> Rodan, sitting here across from me Home, at our humble abode Did you uh, say the Batman to your Robin? Yeah So he's the Michael Jordan to your Scotty Pippen? Yeah uh, What's another good one? <laughs> what's up guys? Um, Stack Pack, recovering season 4, episode 2 And we got some fun shit for you guys I think we got some fun shit. Do you think it's, it's pretty fun? Uh, it's I do, up? and I don't usually like these um, like old Mysterious Legends. history lessons. I like this one. So it's the first case, just to get it out of the way, is John Wilkes Booth didn't really die when we think he died after he killed Lincoln. But at first, before we get into it, I want to point out that this will be the third alt-history fan fiction that we cover. Um, the first one, I think, was Billy the Kid, who didn't die and lived a long life. And then yeah. the second one was Butch Cassidy, or was it the Sundance Kid? I think it was Butch Cassidy, right? But what about Amelia Earhart? Didn't would that wouldn't kind of consider? Yeah, but no one thought that she like lived a long life, you know. Oh, they just they they thought. That, oh, yeah. I guess they just figured out what happened to her. Yeah. I, well, I guess I'm thinking more of these like you know Butch Cassidy alternate lived, yeah alternate universe kind of uh, the guy the fake Billy the Kid and the old man who said he was Butch Cassidy. Yeah, um, I got you this one uh, seems I don't know but this one seems a little more legit than those other two do you guys agree yeah no, no, let's get into it let's get into does this it. one seem a little more plausible or am I just like buying everything they're saying hook line and sinker it does it does maybe that's why I like this one more so let's get right into it babies'll so
1: get into it take it off show us <laughs> take it off show us what you got <laughs> take it off <laughs>
0: <Ew>. <laughs> Yeah, strip down this story. Start stripping down them facts. Oh, I'm on my I'm on my first drink, slow down. We're man. on our second Miller High Life. We're not exactly uh We're not exactly to the nines. <laughs> to the nines. We're not three three sheets to the wind. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Why why is it 3 sheets to the wind? I don't why know. It, I've googled two, that before. Why why I'm, not 5? Can you google it? You always type in, I always hear you type in, google it and click
1: and click clicking. <laughs> it sounds like you play Tetris while we're like recording this.
0: Oh, you are like hacking into the like system. I don't know what system. I'm playing Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> With like your homies. You're playing. No, I think like more like World of Warcraft. So yeah, this is like this is like a obviously like a sailing reference. The sheet is the line that controls the sails on the ship. If the line is not secured, the sail flops in the wind. So if there's the ship loses headway and control. If all three sheets are loose, the ship is out of control. You're just you're fucking out of control, my friend. When you were three sheets to the wind, you were out of control. (laughs) And that's the quality content you can expect from the Stack Pack. We we, we, we googled you know. something. <laughs> that's funny. Um, <laughs> I've uh, wondered that but, myself. So good on us. We we solved some mystery today. At the <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Goodbye, guys. All right. So, mysterious legends um, is what they consider this case. And, um, this, well, at least half of this case originally aired around September 25th of 1991. And, um, for this case, we're taking you back to the end of the civil war, April of 1865. Um, Lincoln is dead. He's been assassinated. I'm not going to go into that. They explain how he's, I think we know how Lincoln died. John Wilkes Booth, actor. He was acted to death. Yeah, he was killed at the theater. So the way the story goes is April twenty sixth at four a.m. Um, at a Virginia tobacco farm. Um, people said that uh, John Wilkes Booth was held up in like a barn there, so everybody went, and uh, John Wilkes Booth was killed. Well, they thought he, according to history, I had no idea he was that young. How old was he? They said he was 26. Oh, shit. I didn't know that either. I didn't even catch that. <clears throat> so the 14th, he kills Lincoln, and then it's 12 days after the assassination that he's held up at Garrett Farm. And um, a man surrenders first, and that guy was named David Harold. And he was one of the conspirators, one of these uh, Confederate like you know, guys who <clears throat> was conspiring with Booth. And he, he went out. And um, they arrested him and then they burned, pretty much burned the uh, burn, barn down. And then in and, and the reenactment, it looks like one of the soldiers shoots him and then they drag his dead body out. I, I don't know. but All they, that tobacco. They don't explain. Yeah, all that tobacco just up in smoke. I mean, I guess it would have been either way. It's kind of poetic justice. So they were supposed to take Booth alive. And apparently this person who just shoots him... From the barn and drags his body out. Um, yeah, what's his name? Uh, they they say his name. Uh, he was a sergeant, Boston Cor- Corbet. Know, it's crazy. Have, it's crazy how they have all these like all this information from all the way back then. Yeah, so they dragged his body out, and apparently they say he died in April twenty sixth of eighteen sixty five. But some people say he lived till nineteen oh eight. First of all, I had never heard this story. I, I didn't realize that John Wilkes Booth, like, got away from the theater. Yeah. I, yeah. I always, like, imagined him, like, almost family guy-esque, like, shooting Abraham Lincoln and then, like, jumping onto, like, the 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 curtains, the red curtains, like, <laughs> running down. And then them tackling him at the bottom. And then they took him into custody. Like, I didn't realize that he got away and then... Yeah, we had this showdown at a barn. I really didn't either. I'm a terrible his, historian. Yeah, I should. We you should did probably
1: watch know that. National Treasure when <laughs> Nicolas Cage discuss how when the he whole goes thing went time? down.
0: Does he? Yeah, that would yeah. have been a way better. That would have yeah, been a way better movie. He talks about
1: how he like drills a hole into the presidential booth so he can like spy onto the presidential booth, and then like discuss like. The phrase, like, his name is Mud because there was a doctor named Dr. Mud who, like, conveniently, like, opened a bridge or something that allowed Wilkes Booth to, like...
0: No, I don't remember. I need to oh, revisit yeah. that. Is that real or is that I just, need to revisit that Nick Cage Or is that just joke? National Treasure shit? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sh- that's weird. Um, show your kids night at the museum. Don't... That's Nick Cage's finest Fuck National right Treasure. Now the Museum has so many fun, like, um, Robin Williams is like Theodore Roosevelt. It's like Roosevelt. Gone in 60 Seconds, but with a treasure hunt. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's I like... no sex. It's
0: like if Indiana Jones was for fucking weirdos. <laughs> the part again. that I thought was the weirdest part about that movie was when they go and they buy we're, clothes from Urban Outfitters. <laughs> we're gonna kidnap the president. No, no, it's
1: not that it's we're going to steal the declaration or, or the Constitution. Well, I'm talking about the
0: sequel when he kidnaps the president. I'm going to kidnap the president. Oh, that's right. This and then I'm gonna ride Conair. This guy doesn't know about National Treasure: Book of Secrets. Wait, I think that might be
1: right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm like seventy percent sure on that sequel title.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the president's book.
0: <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, secret book that only the president has. He's got to steal it from the library. That's why he takes the the president down. Because apparently, when when you're sworn in, you get to read the book, man. It's got all the secrets.
1: And at the end, the president tells him to like. Take a look at chapter, what was it, like 47 or something like that, or page 47? And it's the Kennedy assassination.
0: (gasps) Oh, God. Tweet at us if you want us to uh, do a side podcast where we watch all the national treasure movies. (laughs) I got them.
1: I I, I bought the whole thing for like. You got the DVDs. No,
0: I bought them for a
1: buck. We do a podcast. I bought them for a buck and like.
0: Better idea. We do a podcast Southeast where we watch Asia. all every single Nicolas Cage movie. That, that's Ooh, gotta that be, be. That's fun. gotta be a podcast. If it's call not, it the, call it the Cage Effect, dude. If it's not, we're starting like tomorrow. But it's gotta be a pod. That's the gotta caged be a thing. Effect. Yeah, caged. We can, yeah, we could call it uh, yeah, caged, caged in. Hey, yeah, you're in the cage, buddy. And we can have people call in. <laughs> hey, this is David. You're in the cage.
1: <laughs> we can do weekly reports on where
0: Nicholas Cage is Trapped in the cage with Nicholas Cage <laughs> <laughs> We have callers Yeah, when are you going to do that Superman movie? Well, fuck, we can't get our hands on it So, <laughs> Dude, there's a podcast That actually every Like they talk about Nicholas Cage And stuff in movies And he every episode features A brief guest interview with Nicholas Cage Himself No, The real Nicholas Cage calls in yeah, come Lies. on! We didn't just come up with the greatest idea for a podcast ever. <laughs> it's called trapped. It's called trapped in the cage with Nick Cage, featuring your brotherly hosts Josh and Alex. Oh, that sucks. God bless you, Josh and Alex. Great minds think alike. <laughs> that was a good one, man. How many episodes do they have? They're on sixty-two. Jesus. That's Fuck. okay. We have more episodes and, than they do, don't, don't and, and they're they all. They probably
1: got more listeners. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> dude, if this is. Then they probably get paid.
0: Dude, if this is real and he actually does talk to them at the end, like, I'm going to start yeah. listening to the shit out of this, this is Nick Cage. I'm calling to talk to you about. Uh, what's. I'm trying Knowing to think about. Knowing. What's. Bangkok what's, Dangerous what's Ghost what's Rider. That, what's that one movie where. Um, they did where a live a episode with Wicker Man. Where, where he has the baby? The ant bully. Dude, they do all of them. <laughs> oh god! I don't know a lot about Nick Cage. Maybe I should learn everything about Nick Cage. Well, one he <laughs> what is that from?
1: He has a vault. Uh,
0: it's an It's about Joe Pesci, where he says, "I don't know a lot about Joe Pesci. Maybe I should learn everything about Joe Pesci." <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay, okay. So in 1866, a senator <laughs> a senator actually said that the fifty thousand um, dollar like. Bounty on John Wilkes Booth Should not be paid because They couldn't prove that this was John Wilkes Booth For shit And there was some other documents to back this up <clears throat> The doctor's autopsy
1: Like describes in detail how It's not John Wilkes Booth But at the end says this is John Wilkes Booth
0: Yeah he was, he was <laughs> It seemed like they I mean, They wanted to get this done quick They wanted to have yeah. it done with and just get it over
1: with <laughs> Looks nothing like him but it is him
0: this is kind of, like, very Osama bin Laden. People think, like, oh, he didn't really die. They didn't take any pictures of him. Yeah, because his face was, like, shot, like, a bunch of times in the face. <laughs> his face was shot a bunch of times in the face. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so. He was unrecognizable t- 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 as t- a us. man. Tell us, David, how many face shots did his face take? How many face shots does a face-face take to a not face... Picture to be not taken of his shot face. Face. (laughs) Oh, boy. And then there's this unobstantiated claim, I guess. But um, I guess that people heard that um, when they arrested David E. Harold, the guy who was the co-conspirator, he, like, was saying that the guy in the barn was not Booth. It was a man named Boyd. Boyd. And there was something about some guy named Boyd that was wanted and... He was wanted. It, it, yeah, I might have checked out or something, right? Yeah, so he was a bad dude, nonetheless. Yeah, rude dude. Um, he didn't rude get to, he dude. didn't get to testify or anything. They just hung his ass. But he did like write. He did write a confession that they think was coerced. Took it to the grave, man. Yeah, he he he's, he mentioned Booth being in the barn a bunch, and but they think that like he might have thought that maybe he wouldn't you know get hung or he might have got a lighter sentence. Um, so he just said, yeah, sure it was Booth, but they hung him anyway, it doesn't matter. And so they think that he might have lied, but he could have just been telling the truth. And the whole, him saying that that wasn't Booth in the barn could be bullshit. But there's, you know, other things that they say. So, yeah, so official history says that he died on April 26th, right? Yeah. But that's where we kind of divert, they we, we they talk about an alternate ending, alternate universe, as you would. Yeah. Maybe. Um, but, um, according to the widow of a one Lieutenant Williams, who was special forces during civil war, he said he saw this man and the man clearly had red hair and two other people confirmed this as well. Um, yeah, he was a ginge. Um, two other people that confirmed this were actually friends of Booth, um, from the theater scene and stuff. Their name was Kinsey. And Ziskin, Ziskin, They were yeah. fellow thespians. I don't know if they were fellow it, thespians, but but they knew that he was, like, apparently held up at this barn and that the authority was going. So they rode their horses over there to, like, see what was going on because Booth was their homie. And um, they said they saw the body and they were, like, they said that he had sandy hair and no injured leg that they could see. And we know that he broke his leg. And these dudes were friends of Booth, like, straight up fellow straight up homies fellow thesbians yeah. you know? fellow thesbians and, fellow Actually, and apparently John Wilkes shit. Booth was known to have jet black hair yeah and this this guy had like sandy hair what would you call sandy hair like mine? yeah dirty like, blonde like sand <laughs> the guy who did this autopsy who Dan was mentioning earlier who had apparently removed a tumor from uh, Booth's neck at some point. Um, He said, in quote, that the corpse bears no resemblance to Booth, and that the corpse was also freckled, just like a ginge would be. And apparently he was secretly buried in an old naval prison underground in Washington. So yeah, the government tried to close this as fast as possible. They just said it was him. It seems that the doctor maybe just kind of went with it like everyone else because they wanted to get it done. Um, The inquiry into Booth's um, friends and co-conspirators led to four people being hung and three people being sentenced to life.
1: Damn.
0: But maybe he escaped? Did he live for 38 more years? I don't know. We talked to two people. Well, not we. Unsolved Mysteries does. Uh, They talked to that Jewish uh, historian guy, and uh, he's super convinced that there's Evidence that John Wilkes Booth lived, and that who they killed in that barn was not him. But then they talked to this other dude, uh, who's a little older, who's like downright like, "There's no evidence." He's calling he's the soldiers stupid. The he's like, "I don't know yeah. how these old soldiers came up with yeah. this." And it's like, so you Cock-a-man-y admit that the old, sol- old he's calling it's funny because he's like, "Old bastards." <laughs> he yeah, didn't really say like, that, shit, but he's up. like, "Those old guys." Yeah cuz we make uh, we make stories up well, cuz a lot of these soldiers wrote what happened like after um like when they were old men but it's like after they were old men in three sheets to the wind yeah <laughs> just <laughs> fucked just totally out of control <laughs> <laughs> um so in 1907 this uh, Texas attorney named Fetis Fetis Bates Fetis? Ferris Ferris Fetus Bates.
1: He's not just an attorney, David. He's an obscure attorney. He's
0: obscure. <laughs> he's cool. He's he's on the he's underground. He comes up on your Spotify weekly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's on your
1: Spotify weekly discover list. Yeah,
0: who's this obscure Wait, Texas <laughs> attorney? <laughs> who who is this? Which guy are you talking about? I don't remember which guy. He's the guy who
1: had a client that told him that, that, that he was Booth.
0: The the guy who ultimately writes the book. Oh, 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 oh okay, 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 okay. I'm, I'm tracking with you now. I was like, which who is this obscure guy? <laughs> they they yeah, they just <laughs> stacked <laughs> he's, says, obscure, he's this obscure attorney from Texas. You probably you probably never heard of him. Yeah, he's pretty obscure. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of <laughs> he Frank Bates. Of but he's pretty he's, obscure. He's not mainstream. <laughs> your record collection your record collection is pretty basic. No, it's pretty meat and potatoes. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. <laughs> it <was> fucking <laughs> dude, you have to see the sketch show on Netflix. Uh, um, I think you should leave now with Tim Robinson. That's really funny. <laughs> there's a sketch. There, there's a sketch with Tim Heidecker. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, that's what he, he's just like. He's just an asshole. And He's like, oh night. Nice. He's like, your record collection is pretty meat and potatoes. And then she's like, thanks. <laughs> he's like, no, I mean you don't have anything rare. <laughs> that's funny. So Ferris Bates um, had a client named uh, John St. Ellen. And um, he says that this man was very, very sick in 1877. And he thought he was going to die. He didn't think he was going to make it. And he um, spilt the beans to his lawyer, Mr. Bates, and told him that he was indeed John Welk's booth. And that if he died to let his brother Edwin know that he was dead, was he master? Um, was it Master Bates? Yes, ma- Master Bates. Ooh, no, oh, no, nuts. Um, that was low hanging fruit, right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. And we were watching Naked and Afraid <laughs> earlier. By the way, that that um that obscure attorney, he's from, yeah, he's from Texas. That was Granbury, Texas. That's really close to me. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah, know. Yeah, it's a they good brewery out there. Finish. Finish Bates. Finish Bates. Okay. Master. Master. Finish Bates. Master Bates. Master Finish Bates. So basically, Bates thought this guy was crazy, and um, but he continued to like lay out the full story of his escape from Washington and this uh, wild tale that he spun. It's pretty fucking wild. I said I said wild too much. Wild. Okay. Yeah, he thought he was hallucinating. <laughs> yeah. Until he got better, and then laid out the full story for him. And I'm going to give you guys a, a little abbreviated version of this full story, the um, reader's digest, as you yeah could say. Um, cliff the cli- notes. cliff notes. There you go. He said that uh um, somebody one of his co-conspirators gave him the password. What was it? T B T B Road tuberculosis. T B T B Road and um the he could get out but because it was impossible to get out of washington everybody was looking for booth they knew that he was there and the proof of this tb road thing comes in the dramatic letter of uh, mr frederick dumond um he was a guard at the navy bridge yard the night of the assassination and he wrote in a letter um to bates when he was a lot older he wrote in a letter that he uh around 10 p.m. A captain came up and said if someone rides up to the bridge and tells him TB, TB Road as a password to let him through. And this was very unusual because he said that this was the only time that, like, anybody used passwords that wasn't a thing. So it stood out. You got to pay the troll toll if you want to get into this <laughs> boy's hole. <laughs> you got to know the password to get in. So after he... uh Crosses the bridge. He meets up with David Harold, And then they find someone to help mend his broken leg. And um, then he, like, sneaks into the back of the wagon and hides out there. And in the open Virginia country, he hears somebody yelling that soldiers are coming. And he gets yanked out of the wagon and kind of hustled into the woods where he drops all of his things. This is where the story gets kind of like, okay, I don't know. Apparently he loses all of his shit. All of his personal effects and papers, like identification papers, his Southern carryall. Yeah, he had a cool Southern <laughs> carryall. It was not a European carryall; it was Southern. He mm. was an nice ass Southern man, even though it had it had thick molasses in it. Yeah, even though we're thinking Washington, whatever. My, it was wrapped in my Confederate flag. Well, yeah, because he's a Confederate, so it's a Southern carryall. So apparently. After they get to this place, wherever they're getting to, um, he sends a man to retrieve his shit. Like, all of his personal effects. And apparently this dead man was this man named Boyd, who was caught with all of his stuff um, when they killed him in the barn. seems a little weird and convenient. What a shitty thing to do, man. You're doing something nice for Mr. Booth, going to go get his things, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're shot. Yeah, it's gotta be true, it's totally true <clears throat> Did you see that move behind you? I think one of my kids is awake I hear him crying Oh, hold no, I was, just, I was just trying to scare you There wasn't anything no. moving behind you <laughs> No, I hear him crying, he's behind the curtain, hold on You're still crying, I was scared it was gonna come out in the What? In the audio, so I'll put him back to bed so they actually show some creepy picture um one's a painting and one's an actual picture of Booth. Dude, they uh, mummified him. Yeah, dude, it's fucking crazy. They mummified that f- fucker. January 13th of 1903, he was uh, apparently staying, he moved out of Texas and he was staying at a home uh, like a boarding house in Enid, Oklahoma. Um, John, John St. Ellen uh, killed himself in a pretty gangster way, classy. He put some strychnine in his glass of wine and um, mm. said, peace the fuck out. Hey, um, we didn't talk about how this gentleman, when he was on his deathbed, or not deathbed, when he was sick, when he was talking to the obscure lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he was talking to him, he tells a story about how he got like that guy got the papers. But he also tells a story about how he got out and he escaped the barn. Right? Did we cover that? I don't think we said that. What do you mean? Right before they right before they got there to kip, to take him, he oh. got out in the back, through the back, and then that that's how they found that guy with oh. his papers. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Booth, I found your papers, sir. He's, he's like dead. fuck my papers. They're gonna think it's you, peace. Oh yeah, I didn't even catch that. He they said he escaped from the barn. I thought he had already like parted ways. No, they, they, they told him that they were coming. Oh, and he took off. So he takes off. Um okay, yeah, but now this guy Saint John St. Ellen is dead. Um drink strychnine and apparently they let this obscure lawyer from Texas just have his body? <laughs> because i he, want him he preserves the body dibs and yeah he called dibs um i called dibs he calls dibs and he uh, uh, mummifies the body to preserve it because he wants to prove that the government lied to us and that john welkes booth did indeed live to at least be an old man that is weird though that he, <laughs> they just they just let this guy have his body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, okay. There's some there's <sighs> some crackpot lawyer. He says his name is Bates, and he's like, oh, oh, yes, yes. Give him the I'd body. Like, to... I should I should like give him Jeeves, body, please. Jeeves, could you let him in, Master Bates, right this way. Okay, there you go. Sorry, I had to do it one more time. <laughs> Um, So when they let him in, um, it was 1931, and six doctors examined this mummified body, and they did find a scarred right eyebrow, a crushed thumb, and a broken leg, and these were all things that John Wilkes Booth indeed did
1: have. But did he have that back neck scar?
0: But did he have that back neck scar? I don't know. They don't mention it. Did he not? Oh. Um, And apparently, the update is a bullshit non-update. The the Smithsonian themselves wanted to exhume uh, the body that (laughs) is presumably Welks Booth. Dig him up. Um, Actually, the family agreed to it too, but a state court ruled um, and refused to let them dig up John Welks Booth, or the person that's apparently in his grave. So, it is still a mysterious legend. And we may never know. Blum, 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 blum.
1: You know something that's messed up, Eli? Have you seen the the TV series, The Act? Oh, you said you did see the. uh, I saw. I've seen. I mean, the the, the documentary, right? Yeah, I haven't seen the show. All right, so. What other fucked up thing is this guy killed a president, and he gets buried? Didi Blushard gets murdered and gets flushed
0: down the toilet. <laughs> Did you see that part with her her dad and stepmom talking about how they got her remains? They got her cremated and like no, no, one, no yeah. one wanted to like pay for <laughs> the
1: service. He was like no the sisters wanted her.
0: No I one didn't want wanted her. <coughs> and we and they all didn't, wa- like didn't want to pay
1: for the services cuz that costs money, so we were just like flush just her flush down the, flush the toilet. Yeah,
0: what, whatever. <laughs> well like it, it, he's he says like one of the siblings like blah blah said flush her down the toilet. And we said flush her down the toilet. So we don't know if they, that actually <laughs> happened, but, like, there's a high chance that they flush that <laughs> fucking bitch down the toilet. Yeah, dude, she was a really, 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 really just a shitty person. Dan and I went on a Gypsy Rose deep dive. We watched the act this week, and we watched that documentary. How had we never talked about that? I don't and know. Then and then we watched. I didn't know
1: about it. Three lovely drag queens do a, a three-minute synopsis of the whole story.
0: Oh yeah, I gotta send it to you. It's it, it's like a drag show with the gypsy. I was gonna. I should have sent it to you. I didn't know you were familiar with it. I sh- I'm, I'm yeah, gonna... dude, I, I watched that like crazy. Jocelyn was like, "Oh my gosh, this is insane!" Like, dude, you guys who, gotta watch the show. Who does that? Watch it. with Who plays dude, the mom? uh Fuck. fucking Patricia Arquette dude she's awesome oh, and yeah. and she, she I don't know if she gained weight or she's wearing a fat suit but she doesn't look anywhere near as disgusting as the actual mom but is the girl like who fat plays th- Fat Thor the girl who plays <laughs> the girl who plays Gypsy is awesome she was like in the she's like the little girl from the Conjuring and she's been in a bunch of stuff but she really like Puts on a fucking like full seen, on performance. If you guys did a deep dive, I'm sure you guys have seen like her real interviews, right? The interview like on was it like Dateline that they did or 2020? Uh, I didn't see that. I just saw the documentary where she was. Oh like, no, they, they. You should watch it. There's <laughs> an interview. <laughs> I'm finally where, being honest. <laughs> no, there's an interview where she's like older now, and she like she's kind of like acclimated to prison. Um, our next case is. Twinsies, right? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking about this spooky doppelganger. Doppelgangers. This reminded me of a novel, a Stephen King the novel that I read, The Outsider, which is about doppelgangers. And it's spooky as shit. This one's a little less spooky, but it is pretty spooky because it's real. Um, Every time somebody tells me, they're like, oh, you look like so-and-so. I always just say, oh, he must be very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's my classic. That's just my, my go-to. <laughs> Well, everybody, because everybody tells Dan that he looks like a disgraced uh, senator. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Al but Franken. Wait, wait. <laughs> you know what I get a lot? <coughs> Which.
1: It I used graced. to be cool. I, it used to be cool when yeah. he was not a disgraced politician. Yeah,
0: cool politician, Al Franken. He <laughs> used to write on SNL as cool comedian, but now he's just like. Um, Takes pictures honking girls' boobs. Oh, you know what's fucked up? You you can't
1: honk a woman's breast, but it's totally cool to grab them by the pussy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Messed up.
0: (laughs) How fucked up is that? One of the... uh, Shit, now I forgot what I was going to say. Damn, I don't remember. Must not be important. So this is a Last Loves, and we said we wouldn't cover this, but this one's got, like classic Unsolved Mysteries vibe, so um, we're going to be going over it because it's pretty good. Um, we take you now to Rockford, Illinois in Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say people think that I look like... Uh, they're like, you remind me of Phil Dunphy from Modern Family. Oh, uh, <laughs> like, a little bit. thanks. Just because you're like an upbeat dad. <laughs> is that what and it is? Is just I'm an upbeat dad? Yeah. You like
1: balloons and clowns. And you're, and you're
0: a-, a realtor and you're a fan of Magic. It's better than being a deadbeat dad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's better.
1: You've been known to steal Christmas to stage a house
0: more than once. You remind me of.
1: Oh, and you got a baby child right behind you. Oh. <laughs> oh, to your right. That scared me.
0: Oh my god! Holy <laughs> <Like>, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Four, did you scare him for Dude! Oh. <laughs> Is he laughing? <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, we saw the... We saw I Eli's, thought you guys were joking. No, no. We saw Eli's son come into the room. <laughs> and Eli thought we were kidding because he, he looked behind him on the wrong side. And then on the other side, the, his little boy just scared the living bejesus out of him. Oh, my God. Is you pre- want to say hi? It was pretty funny. Say something on the mic. Say hello. Say, oh, he I'm hear. tired, Dad. Can I go to bed? Are you too tired? <laughs> he thought it was funny as hell, though. He laughed. Yeah, he I saw him. I saw <laughs> you giggle. We saw you giggle. That's funny, man. I wish I was recording the the <laughs> the, the oh, visual. Man. The visual. It was pretty funny. You do get spooked pretty easy, but it's... (laughs) It's pretty fun. Oh my god, Maddox, you scared the crap out of me, dude. (laughs) Hey, go lay down with Mom. I love you. But he's not with me. I know, Jack's in the room. Hey. What room? Mom Mom and Dad's room. Hey, you gotta say something on the mic, though. Say goodnight, everybody. Just say goodnight, everybody. All you gotta do is just say goodnight, everybody. Just saying, good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, fine. Get out of here, kid. You bother me. <laughs> that was pretty dude. funny, dude. He totally, he totally <laughs> pranked you. He's a classic George Clooney. You just got punked. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was like. I thought you guys were joking on the other side. I was like, oh, (laughs) jeez. I was going to say, why would you think we were joking? But, like, ten minutes ago, I was like, oh, did you see that move behind you? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. (laughs) Oh, dude. (laughs) Jeez. Um, This story takes place in Rockford, (laughs) Illinois, in 1984. And we're going to be talking about the strange occurrences around when Jim Baumgarten. Garden, um, it all started on a normal Sunny Saturday morning at a company softball game. Rick Holder was there. He was he was uh, batting right. He was batting for his company softball team. When <laughs> who comes? Holder. When Holder. I barely know her. When who comes up? But his brother-in-law, who is just surprised to see on a company baseball team, softball team. Um, and um, the guy doesn't recognize him. After the game, he shook his hand and said, How's it going? And the guy gave him a funny look and walked away from him. And this wasn't the only time this happened. Kind of so. jerkish, right? Like, didn't even like talk to him? Like, who does that? No, I like, think when somebody comes up to me and we'll get says, into Hey. The, we'll get into this later, but the um, this doppelganger is a fucking dick, I think. He's a real royal ginormous dick. I think he's a dick. So the next thing that happened was his dad was leaving the doctor's office and saw this man um, that looked exactly like his son. He was, like, yelling at him. And the man didn't even turn around and just walked to a car yeah. that was a similar, a very similar car, the dad said. Which is just That's like, weird are you too. fucking serious?
1: Hey, twins think alike.
0: Yeah, I guess. And the man didn't turn around, whatever. Didn't acknowledge him, nothing. He's like, what? What? What a fucking asshole. When it's showing these scenes, they do give you a creepy vibe and it is it is unsettling and weird. And then they um, bust out their whole... He was adopted and he knew that and we're like, okay, okay, here we go. Um, he grew up in Rockford, Illinois. Um, when he was 11, he actually had a similar thing happen to him. He was visiting his grandparents' um, house in Rochelle, Illinois.
1: Rochelle, Rochelle.
0: And he was approached by some neighborhood boys... To play basketball, <laughs> and they were like calling him Billy. They were like, "Yo, Billy! Yo, Billy! You gonna shoot some ball with us, boy? Billy, let's play. We're na- We're neighborhood boys. Let's play some bay ball." And uh, um, he was like, "Don't call me Billy." He said, "The name's Jim Bone Garden. Don't call me Billy." He
1: said it very firmly. Yeah. And then said good day and walked off with.
0: Pride. Yeah, he's like, "I'm not gonna play with you if you don't call me but my real name." And it's I'm a Jimmy, not a Billy. Um, He thought that was weird. And the kids were like, shut up, you're Billy, and they just dipped. I'm not going to play basketball with you. I ain't going to play. So let's fast forward a little bit. He graduates high school, joins Vietnam, um, and in 1978 marries and has two children. And people um, have always greeted him in friendly ways um, that he didn't know as well. Uh, Very interesting. Um, And these two people almost met one day. Fateful day, Christmas of nineteen ninety one. Um, at a mini mart, a man came in, the cashier lady thought it was Jim, and um you know, had some pleasant talk, whatever, he bought his stuff and left. And then in comes Jim and Cindy, his wife, maybe, you know, thirty minutes later, I don't know, not very long later. Ten minutes later. And she immediately asks, like, Oh, did you forget something? And he's like, No, I don't know what you mean. And then um, something like, oh, you were just here. And he says, no, it wasn't. First time I came out all day. And he he walks away. Yeah, aw- and his wife even yeah. like, corroborates his story. Yeah, he, he story. walks away and the cashier asks Cindy. And he's like, yeah, what the fuck? So it's weird. It happens a lot. These two people live in the same area. And uh, it's looking more and more like it's a real person. So And they even interview the cashier. And she's like, I just thought it was Jim. Yeah, they do It was a regular A little bit later uh, Cindy was visiting Jim's grandma And she brought up The story And then grandma Starts uh, Getting weak in the knees And has to relay A deep family secret And the secret was um, Ernie Who was um, uh, Jim's adopted dad Had said When his lawyers Contacted the people When he wanted to adopt Jim That they did tell him That he did have a twin So There you go Real doppelganger. The wife lays that she's a little upset that uh, you know she that Ernie, who was the adopted dad, didn't tell him this while he was alive, and um, so they tried to seek out a family history from the adoption agency, and they couldn't really find much. The only clue that they could find, and I don't know how they found this, was that um, his birth mom had a nephew who drowned at the age of fourteen, and so after like scouring, I guess microfiche. They found an article from nineteen forty five uh, that had the story about this boy drowning. And they came up with the last name Hieronymus.
1: Dude, um, isn't that
0: crazy? I used to have to fish for information like that. Yeah. Straight up micro fishing. Reading everything. Yeah, just looking for articles about drowned boys. Pretty weird. And you couldn't Google, you couldn't just Google like drowned boys in this area. You used to have to read everything.
1: You don't oh, you yeah. also don't wanna just Google drowned boys. That <laughs>
0: no, yeah, probably wouldn't be good for your <laughs> unless you're a sick individual. <laughs> I feel like true crime fans probably Google weird things all the time. I feel like I've Googled some weird shit. I'm mm. Telling you. Strychnine. I've Googled Strychnine before. <laughs> Pray to God my family doesn't die of that. <laughs> These are totally going to get me. Now it's on a podcast. And now it's on a podcast. <laughs> on a podcast. Um, there you go. So, Hieronymus is an odd enough name. They just found a Hieronymus in the uh, phone book and went to the house. And the lady that answered the door, um, and the reenactment is terrible. Jim immediately says, Hey, um, this is weird, but I think uh, if your last name's Hieronymus, yes, your last name's Hieronymus. Um, I think you might be related to me. And she says, you don't have to tell me that. You look exactly like my brother. And they just, she just lets these strangers into her home.
1: They start hugging and crying.
0: No, not really. So for the first time, Jim sees a picture of his mother. And um, her name was Hazel. And apparently she had died just the year before, right? But she had like cut herself off from the family And didn't really talk to anybody and never told anybody that these twins existed. But she did, apparently the family did know about a girl that was born before the boys. So she, so he also found out not only did he have a twin brother, but he also has a sister. A sister? sister? He wants to find his siblings. And he actually, in the update, finds Judy, his sister. And she didn't know she had a brother at all. But he never finds his brother. And, uh... Sadly, he died just a year after that segment. It's pretty weird. I found some information that might be from his son online. Uh-huh. Um, they actually called him for the update when they re-aired the case on Spike. Oh, did they? But they said he said they didn't follow up on it. The story is that um a good friend of Jim Bogarden, this is his son saying, he said a good friend of my father's who ran a store in the area, said that he thought he saw a ghost when a man walked into the store. When he confronted him about the case, he said he didn't want to have anything to do with the family, then walked out of the store and got in his truck and left. My father's friend tried to stop him, but the twin wasn't willing to talk. Hmm. Um, so it seems like this guy is just kind of a dick. He's just in the same area. He said he didn't want to have anything to do with the family. He's just like, whatever. Like he, he could be, It could be so easy for him to make the effort, but he just never did. And he's kind of a dick. (laughs) Yeah, dude, he's a fucking asshole. Some other interesting things. Apparently he knew about this before but didn't want to start looking for real family until his adopted father passed away. He also said that his parents went to, like, all the libraries in high school in the area and searched yearbooks for a kid his age. But, like, the kid could have possibly not been adopted and just went from, like, home to home or, like, foster to foster until he, like, came of age or something. So he might have moved around a lot, so they don't know.
1: Which would explain the bitterness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interestingly enough, um, Judy, who is his half-sister apparently, was given up for adoption because she had a tumor at birth.
1: Aww.
0: And her unmarried, very important for the time period, mother was unable to pay for the surgery. So the first couple that paid for the surgery got to adopt her. And the mother was given no choice or no rights. Oh, dude, that's a bummer. So Jim himself and his twin were considered unadoptable as well because of a possible heart defect and possible mixed race. God. Um, (laughs) She was forced into giving these kids up because she was unmarried. Because of this, they were placed on the black market. So documents were probably sealed or maybe even changed. They were adopted, like, unofficially, I guess.
1: They were part of the orphan train.
0: He, um, The son in this post goes on to say that if the twin doesn't want to be contacted, there isn't much they can do. Hopefully he'll change his mind someday. He says he isn't hard to find online. I didn't really try. Um, garden seems—I wouldn't even know his first name. It doesn't say. Uh, Billy. Wouldn't his name be Billy? The kids called him Billy. No, I'm talking about his son because he said he was oh. easy to find online. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he's been dead for a while now, too, because Jim Baumgarten was not old when he died. I don't know exactly how old he was. I think in 1992, he would have been like, I think they said he was born in either 40, what was it, 46 or 47? Yeah. He wouldn't have been, he would have just been in his 40s. Mm -hmm. So not old at all. Um, he looked way older than forty.
1: He looked for sure. rough.
0: Yeah, looked like a nice guy. That's uh, like seven years away from me. I, I, 40? I was, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about how like he was born like a couple years before my mom was, and he looked like really old in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he looked like an old man in he the nineties. He was 90s. born two years after my dad. Jesus, lay off the sauce, man. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That's just an interesting story, and it's just weird that like this guy was just like "fuck you." Like this ain't no fucking lost loves happy ending. Like yeah, sure I'm the town. Ta- I'm in the town over, but f- like I don't. I'm good with my life. Like fuck you. I don't like you. I don't want to have anything to do with this shit. All right. So anyways, let's finish this. Yeah. So Alex Cooper. Um, this is this is a doozy, folks. He was from Cranbrook, B.C., Canada, and he was a hey. he was an accomplished musician, family man. Who loved just fishing and camping with his wife, five grown children, and three grandchildren. Um, he was a local businessman who did business. Um, he worked in what did they say? He was an egg, he was a businessman who did business. He was an excellent businessman with all of his business doing things. He was oh, fuck. What is it? He was like a salesman or something like that. Cleaning industry from 1974 to 1983. That's some broad shit. Yeah, cleaning what? Cars? Homes? Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I've got crime it. Crime scenes. D's nuts. <laughs> I know it's an old one, but I, I dusted it off. Um, yeah. So in 1986, he decided to kind of spread out from that. And he decided to get a job as a traveling salesman. Man, those don't exist anymore, right? I guess, no, they like, do. Uh, unless they're like cable uh, people. But you know what's funny is I remember try I remember like people doing like carpet cleaning samples and like uh, yeah. no no that well, still I exists I-,
1: I got my vacuum cleaner from a
0: dude but how man. how does that how, exist how nobody answers the door anymore that was like no one two years ago door. someone came to the door and said I'm selling vacuums yeah damn that's Jesus weird. you double like, son of a bitch I would have been like I have fucking eyes three and I can gr- read and I know how to use Amazon get the fuck out of my house three grand <laughs> later. Damn, you got suckered like got, a, like a blue hair.
1: I got a vacuum cleaner that does <laughs> sixty things. Does it cook you breakfast and suck your dick? It does. <laughs> Damn, marry it. It does. It it has this attachment. Put a called, ring on it. It has this attachment that's called um, it's called room cleaning, and it basically looks like a flashlight with a suction cup on it or, or <laughs> nice. with, a, with a, a suction sleeve on it. It's not as gentle though.
0: Oh, no, so it has different <laughs> settings.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, like carpet
0: levels. I was is like it, a cool is. it is
1: five to one.
0: I actually borrowed the little thing to like, because there was, I could see like dog hair on the corners of my room after I vacuumed. Oh, yeah. And then Dan was like, I won't bother you while you're cleaning your room. And I was like, damn, scary movie joke. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? <laughs> I clapped and I was like, scary movie. Uh uh, <laughs> don't bother me while I'm cleaning my room <laughs> o- Officer Dewey, of course, in the Scream franchise As famously played by David Arquette But in the clever, scary movie version He is Officer Dunphy. Doofy Doofy, yeah, he's Officer Doofy And I think I pointed this out on this podcast But the movie, Scary Movie, angers me so I used to love it when I was a kid But growing up and realizing that scary Scream... Is a fucking satire. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is a comedic take on the serial killer genre. Um, scary movie is a spoof of a spoof, and it's just like you fucking assholes. It's like they didn't. Get, <laughs> they didn't get Scream, so they made fun of it, and it's like, what? That's what Scream is. It's making fun of all of the slashers. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that weird? <laughs> it it is. I created a paradox. Uh, uh, it's good. It I. I I like Scream actually. I dude, like watching it. It's awesome. They just put it on Netflix, and Ryan Gooding has never seen it. And next time he comes over, I'm going to make him watch it. What? Because I like He's it. How could he never seen Scream? Because Christian, like he just there's oh. so many movies. But he dude, I grew out up on. like that too, but I still watched it. Um, <laughs> dude, uh, what, what's her name? Rose McGowan. Oh, dude, oh, that's yeah. my no way, dude. She she's that the one. She she dies in the dog door in the garage, right? Yeah, in the garage with her. <laughs> that movie's bra so funny. Ball cold nipples. That is so funny. <laughs> and, and in Scary Movie their joke is, oh, let's just like let's, now let's just put a fat girl in there. And it's like, dude the scene is already fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, She's know. like screaming and like wah, 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 and it's going up and down. It's like, dude, the movie is already just what did common cold. It's so weird. What did you do? Skeet Ulrich and uh, <laughs> what's his name? The dude, he's still kicking. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. But wait, there's more. I love, dude, Matthew Lillard was great. I love when Matthew Lillard overacts. Yeah. uh, 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 Classic example, SLC Punk. Okay, enough talking about And then you have, uh, what's his name? Uh, The little redhead, redheaded kid, not Seth Green. Jamie Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy plays the horror expert. The know-it-all. Yeah. Great, great movie. I'm going to watch that i got to watch it. Um, You uh, you know what I watched the other day uh, was I Know What You Did Last Summer. What are you waiting for? That is so funny. That is a funny thing. What are you waiting for? That's funny. It's very funny. Um, When Dan's cousin was here, Wendell, of course, had never seen it. He's 23. Um, The funny thing about I Know What You Did Last Summer is it's written by the same person who wrote Scream, (laughs) but it has, like, none of the wit or fun or... I don't know. It's well made, but what is that doesn't mean anything, you know? Gravitas. It doesn't yeah. have any. Just like that. It does have some gravitas. There's fine performances. Ryan Philippi is just so angry. He's so angry, and but they make fun muscular. of they make fun of that movie too, right? Yeah, they do. They make fun in like, scary movies. She's like in scary movie. She screams. What are you waiting but, for? Like for way too long. But not just that. But like, there's that scene where. Were there that got that pageant right, and like, yeah, the guy yeah, in the mask yeah. Comes out, yeah, yeah, because Buffy the Vampire. I will sweater. say though, I will say, um it's not awful. It's well made, but it's just so. It's just like what's a her fucking rip off of Scream. Um, gosh, what's her name? I love her to death. She did. She she comes out of mom overboard. She was married to Anna Ferris. Um, I yes, know. I love Anna Ferris, dude. Yeah, she has a great podcast. She's so good. I love her. Yeah, I haven't I listened her to her podcast in a while. Yeah, I do like Anna Ferris. I like her Yeah, I like her more now, probably. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, nineteen eighty six. So he's a door to door salesman. Again, those don't exist anymore. Aside from aside from the guy who sold Dan his vacuum. There's one left. Um so <laughs> So around seven AM. April 4th of 1987, Lila, who is Alex's daughter, and her husband, Pete, were driving from one town to another. Who also has a mustache. About a three-hour drive from the city. Um, And Pete pointed out uh, her dad's car just on the side of the road. And they stopped in to say hi um, because, you know, it would be weird if they didn't stop. So they pull over. They see his car. No one's inside the car. They notice that there's like a stream down the road and they go down there and they can't find him and they start to get a little freaked out a little worried curious turned into unusual yeah then they started panicking a little bit apparently he had a heart condition and this is what was worrying the uh, his the daughter so she immediately gave her mom a call and she hadn't seen her husband in over 24 hours so then they decided to contact All the hotels, and then hospitals, and then after that, they called the cops. As far as they knew, he was just on a routine sales trip, but there was uh, no footprints, no physical evidence around the car, no signs of struggle or anything. But the police towed the car to look for further information, and an extensive air and land search began, but they couldn't find this guy. The family was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, apparently the day he disappeared, he ate dinner at a restaurant about a mile from where his car was found and, um, they were immediately just like thinking the worst. Like she said that he always carried a roll of money in his front pocket and whenever he needed something, he would just pull off a little bit of that roll, would flash
1: that roll
0: and then he would put it back in his pocket. So she was thinking maybe, you know, he, he picked up a hitchhiker or, or <coughs> Somebody at the diner saw him and fucking, you know, mugged jumped him, or him. The daughter brings it up, brings up that he maybe he like fell into the water, he stumbled, he was looking for a fishing spot or maybe he had a heart attack and there's like a funny reenactment of him just like grabbing yeah, his I, chest and then just like slowly uh, the, like crawling drowning. into the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, but they actually dragged the creek and didn't find shit. So but he sold restaurant equipment. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, to, uh, like industrial restaurant equipment? Know, like forks fryers,
1: spoons? kitchen fryers, spoons? burners, spoons? ovens. Forks?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Think bigger, bigger. Um, uh, walk
1: in fridges.
0: So newspapers ran the story of dismissing dude, and there was also a broadcast. Uh, they mentioned it on a on a TV news report, and then the cops got some sightings and new theories and stuff. Um, They always do, though. Yeah, of course. Um, There was a fellow with a similar description. Uh, He does use the word fellow. I like when people say fellow. A fellow with a similar description was spotted in the area around the vehicle, um, hitchhiking and looking for a ride. But um, the daughter just didn't buy it. They were like, if he left on his own free will, why wouldn't he take his heart medication or any of his credit cards? Um, He only left with the clothes on his very back. And his wife couldn't, also couldn't. And the wad couldn't accept in it.
1: his pocket.
0: Oh, well, yeah, guess the wad in his pocket. <clears throat> um, and the wife just couldn't accept that he would just ditch them. <laughs> um, oh, boy, is she going to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to everybody, he was um, just a normal, good dad. You know, he had grandkids, he had uh, kids, and everybody loved him. Uh, He was a sincere dude, very honest. And their family, like, suffered for a whole year. They didn't know what the hell was going on. The wife petitioned the court to have him declared legally dead because, you know, this helped a lot with the financial side of it. Him being gone and things like that. But when she tried to get his birth certificate, she learned that there was uh, no certificate in his name. The Wait, what? They actually had no fucking information on this guy. This guy was a ghost, man. He was a fucking ghost. They couldn't
1: Fucking spook.
0: They couldn't find anything on this dude before 1952, which is when he um, married his lovely wife. There was no high school transcript, no military records, no medical history whatsoever. Um, his wife was uh, understandably... Mixed up and unsure how to feel Uh, Who was Alice Cooper Sorry, Alex Cooper (laughs) So four years go by With nothing else until May 27th Of 1991 When In Toronto Halfway across the country Another salesman is reported Missing This guy, his name was David Cooper and had a pretty uncanny resemblance to our buddy Alex. He lived in a boarding Don't home. Don't tell me another twin. Yeah, another doppelganger. Yeah. <laughs> another doppelganger um, that went missing mysteriously. This man David lived in a boarding house, so that's also like uh, John Wilkes Booth, um, for nearly a year at this time that he went missing, and he would venture out to small communities selling these uh, the restaurant equipment by phone, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I thought he was selling glasses of wine with a uh, Strychnine in it.
0: Oh, glasses of not wine with that Strychnine in the boarding house.
1: I, I think they call it Strychnine wine. Strychnine wine?
0: <laughs> this episode <laughs> sponsored by Strychnine wine. Get yours today. If the booze doesn't kill you, the Strychnine will. <laughs> one glass will put you down. <laughs> uh, one sip quit. That kind of rhymes, right? Quit life. (laughs) Um, So during one of Cooper's out-of-town sales visits, uh, a friend of his reported him missing, David Cooper we're talking about now. So when the cops did a search of his little space at this boarding house, they found a picture um, that was, uh, I guess it was him with one of his grandkids. It was a picture of uh, Alex Cooper with his baby. So they were like, same dude. They said, same dude. And um, yeah. then the wife is just like, what the fuck? Like, you know, we know he exists, but where the fuck is he? What an asshole. It's time to come home. And then she says this, like, real sad thing about how she's celebrating her 39th anniversary by herself. And damn. and I, 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 This is before I knew the end, but I was just like, damn, she must suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's that nice, David. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's mourning the loss of her husband. 39th anniversary by yourself. So May 29th, he, David Cooper comes back home. And he notices that there's a police presence, I guess. Like, he can tell that someone's been in his apartment looking around. Um, then he asks Mrs. Chase, who is the uh, boarding house lady. He asks who reported him missing. She had no idea. She said it wasn't her. And... By the time the cops got back to the place, he had uh, disappeared to who knows where. And this family is still like, yeah, we want we want this asshole. I don't know why. Um, yeah, they're that's still, so weird. Yeah, the the daughter with the sweet mustache um, <laughs> mentions like, oh yeah, maybe I'd give him a kick and you know, but well, yeah, I still <laughs> want him. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, it's kind of ditched you. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> daughter. With the sweetness, <laughs>
1: she has an upper upper lip.
0: I tried, not laughing. <laughs> the it was wife nearly impossible. The wife wants him to know that it's time for him to quit and come back home. Damn, she must suck. So shortly after this aired, um, a viewer in Hamilton, Canada called the cops up right away and said he recognized him. Can I recognize that man? Yeah, yeah, sure. He, you know. He's eating my Canadian bacon, eh? You know, I recognize him. Sure do. Um, so he, when he was picked up, it was revealed that his real name was Albin Arsenault. And he uh, robbed an office at the Canadian Pacific Railroad in 1948.
1: (gasps) He did not rob. He was suspected of robbing.
0: That's what it says. Robbed. He was convicted of robbing Whatever. suspected. Who knows? He could just be a lying asshole, man. In 1948, he was convicted. He he robbed some shit. Um, Then he panicked and didn't know what to do. Now he's telling the story because he's already, like chilling he said he said he didn't know what to do because he didn't do it so he panicked and then he uh left town and became alex cooper and if you see a picture of this guy he looks like a nerd he doesn't look like somebody who would uh, rob a bank actually um and then four years later he married margaret his dear dear kind of probably upset at him at this point wife (laughs) oh dude Yeah, you think? Stack also mentions, like, that he has no idea that the charges against him were probably dropped, maybe. It's like, well, were they? Like, why even say (laughs) that? I don't know. So for 35 years, he kept this all a secret, as we know, until his 65th birthday came around. And he was due to get his pension and retire from work, I guess. Um, And he needed a birth certificate, which he did not have. He couldn't produce one. So he fled. Okay, start new life now. Yeah, it's weird. He's just like, "Oh shit, I can't get my pension, so I'm just gonna leave." Like his family would immediately find out that after he couldn't get his pension. I mean, I guess yeah. They interview him, right? Like, yeah, the, the segment ends. Yeah, because two days after they like questioned him, they just let him go. That's so crazy. I guess they solved the robbery, or he was he didn't do it, or I don't know. They don't get into it. No, they don't. He's just Not like I just at all, you know. Not at I couldn't all. produce one. That's him talking. It's like him telling the story. Yeah. Um. So two days after he was released and reunited with his family after five years, and like I was kind of hinting at the family seems a little pissed. <laughs> Especially the wife. Like, there's a scene where the wife is sitting next to. Uh, um, Dude, but Alex uh, Dave. Albert or what his real name was, and he's just like staring at her like, sorry, like like mad sorry honey mode like, like why why are they walking with him like holding his arm like not even just just not uh, this not is not even just, gonna make like, eye
1: contact right now.
0: Uh, come like, on. baby girl. Come this on, dude honey. left me. on his own accord. He come didn't on, die. He decided he chose to leave them and go missing, and they're. Forcing them to record this awful, awful footage. Yeah, it's like pension. Like, like, oh shit, just say you're not going to get your pension because you kind of lied about your identity for 30 years. Yeah, he's a dick. They're all dicks. Everybody in that we talked about today is a dick. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, that's today's episode. John
0: Wilkes Booth, dick. Uh,. Oh, doppelganger! Doppelganger! The doppelganger is a dick. Yeah, poor Jim just wanted to meet guy who guy who decided to go missing on his own accord because he hates his family. Dick. 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 Yeah. All because old Mister Cooper couldn't get his pension. I think they still would have. Like, if he would have been like, I'm not getting my pension because I like My name's not. I. uh, You know, my name's not what it is. I think they would have probably been cool with it. Especially back then. Or just it'd
1: been more forgiving. Find someone to make you a birth certificate on the black market.
0: And now because they just had to have him back, the whole damn nation knows the whole story. I know. Terrible. Terrible ending. Terrible. That does it for another episode of the Stack Pack. Well, it was fun casting with you boys today. I want to say, twas. Um, it was. It was. You can catch us on social media. We we on everything but Snapchat. Yeah. Hit us up on Instagram, the Stack Pack. I'm at Davy How i h uh, l w.
1: I'm Road underscore Dan. And
0: as always, Big Bad Vinyl Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's going on next week? We're talking about. I I know we're talking about the shroud. Uh, we're talking about Jesus. Yeah, we're talking about that weird Jesus sheet. That's like definitely a painting. We're also talking about a dude with amnesia. I know that. Oh yeah, sure. that's how the that episode started. Fun. That one. That yeah, one sounds kind of weird. Intro. Weird intro. Yeah, I he's like peeked at it a little bit. Like it's kinda literally weird. a guy who wakes up and doesn't remember shit. Like yeah. like like in a soap opera. So that might be fun. Sounds very nice. telenovela. And I think so there's yeah. a, there's another case, but yeah, that's a good enough tease for next week, I think. Um, but yeah, for every mystery, there's someone somewhere who knows the truth. Perhaps that someone is listening, and perhaps that someone is you. Maybe.